0: Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Hey, Colorado Springs residents, this episode is for you. And I mean, they're all for you. But this one, we need you to do more than just listen. There's some things we need you to actually do. Several groups in the city are coming together to present what's called the COS Ready Program. And you might be able to guess this has a lot to do with emergency preparedness. So the Pikes Peak Regional Office of Emergency Management, Colorado Springs Fire Department, Colorado Springs Police Department, are joining city leaders in a push to get this message out. And what is the message, you may be wondering? Well, you've likely heard about ways to be prepared before, especially if you live here. You've lived through some wildfires maybe and some flooding. Um, but we have some new and helpful information to share today, and I have great guests here who are going to explain it all to us. Colorado Springs Police Commander Jeff Strassner and Colorado Springs Fire Deputy Chief Uh, Steve Dubay. And I really want to thank you both for your time and your leadership on
1: this. Thank you. Thank you for hosting. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here, Jen.
0: Thank you so much. And before we hear about the plan and before I start drilling you about all that you know about COS Ready, um, I try to uh, do a little get to know you segment. I want our audience to know you. Get some ideas about some cool COS places in the process because I know you guys probably have some good favorites. So I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions just a few words, maybe a sentence. Answer. You don't have to think too hard about it. First thing that pops into your head. Ready? Okay. Okay. I'm going to start with you, Jeff. Yes. All right. Okay. Um, favorite part about working for the city? The people.
1: All right. The people, absolutely. Yep. And across all departments, Janet. Obviously, I'm biased towards the people that we have in the fire department, but it's such a pleasure to get to work with PD, city communications.
2: What parks. are two words, Steve? One or two
1: words? <laughs> That was
0: 12. He just had to talk about how great the people are. Great people. How many years have you lived here? 26. 34. Wow. And you've worked for police department for how many of these years?
1: Wow.
0: 34. Wow. Awesome. Pretty impressive careers, I must say. Favorite place in Colorado Springs to be
2: outside? Oh, when I'm mountain biking, it's going to be Palmer Park or Ute Valley. And if I'm road biking, it's Garden of the Gods. Big biker, cool.
1: And I would also say mountain biking, Red Rock Canyon, open space.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh, a good one too. All right. One of your favorite, you don't have to do both, but either a restaurant, favorite restaurant or a favorite place to shop or just frequent
2: in town. Mm, favorite restaurant in town is gonna be Bonefish Grill. That's a good one.
1: I'll go local, chinis.
2: Good one. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Nice, a little Italian meal. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, and main reason that you live here?
2: Oh, to be able to walk outside of any of our buildings or my house and see Pikes Peak in the mountain
1: range, you can't beat that. Yep. Work and recreate. Right. So you're both big outdoors people. Yeah.
0: Okay, good. All right. And our audience may not know, but I know both of you have contributed so much to your respective departments. So thank you for all you do for the city, including this program. We're excited to kick it off. So let's get down to business. I'm going to start with Commander Strassner. So we've been through wildfires, flooding, snowstorms, all types of different emergencies, big and small, um, that remind us how important it is to be prepared. So COS Ready is this three-step reminder of important steps to take. People in the, in the coming days and weeks will see some graphics out there, uh, some different messaging, but it's basically um, telling people some, some easy things that they can do. contribute? Because it really is a shared responsibility. So tell me a little bit about the reason behind the effort.
2: Well, I like how you put that. It's a shared responsibility. It's not just the police. It's not just the fire department. It's all of us working together. And so COS Ready is really about how can the community prepare, be prepared to respond. And it's about building community resiliency when these things do happen. We've had our fair share we can expect them in the future. And so this is about all of us working together.
0: Okay, so let's talk about what what is that... Um, well, first I want to say, community preparedness is nothing new. And preparedness on for your departments is nothing new either. It's not like you're saying, you know what, we're going to get prepared. I mean, we're prepared to start with, right? And most residents are on some level, but we're kind of asking them to take it to the next level, to take some action. So the number one is... Um, what? Sign up for peak alerts. Correct. Okay, so what are peak alerts? I know some people may say. you want to
2: take that one? Sure. Yeah. So
1: peak alerts is the system that the region is using to notify citizens of all sorts of information, not only emergency information, but there may be other um, information that the city or the county wants to communicate to its residents, and we use peak alerts as kind of the backbone or the software that does that, that distributes that message for So us. if
0: you had a pre-evacuation notice or, you know, big storm or flooding or whatever it might be in your area, it would go directly to your phone, to your That's mobile correct. phone or wherever you, whatever number you give. Okay.
1: The key to that is the first step in COS ready, which is to sign up for alerts. And specifically in our case, it's peak alerts.
0: And it doesn't take long. No I mean, this no, is you a can simple do it on step your phone. right. You can do it really quick. Uh, number two.
2: So know your zone. Okay So, the, so this might zone. be new to some people. This, this is the new tool that is a part of our COS ready. And um, the city has been divided into 665 zones. And so you can go into our tool. It's called Zone Haven and you punch in your address and it will show you exactly what zone you live in. And then you write that down, put it on a refrigerator magnet, anything like that, and when uh, an event is happening that requires your neighborhood to go on evacuation or pre-evacuation, in that uh, uh, peak alert message is going to be the affected zones. And so you might get a message that says zone 1203, you're on an evacuation order, 1205 might be a pre-evacuation. And so it'd be pretty helpful to know your zone at that point. really helpful to know your zone it's a really effective tool for the first responders in the field to be able to see the area they're in on a map know what zone they're in and instead of instead of say a first responder going well we're going to evacuate from this road to this road in this direction over to here we can all look at the same map and go We're evacuating zone 1203. And everybody there can see the map and know exactly what area we're talking about in transmitting half a second message.
0: And when you say everybody can know, you mean all the first emergency responders and residents. Yes. Everybody. Everybody knows. That's correct. We're all on the same page.
2: Okay, number three is... Number three is going to be make Make a plan. 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 And this is what the fire department has been teaching for years. Mm -hmm.
1: You bet. And that's all about thinking ahead of time before the emergency happens to identify the things that you need to take. What's your plan for communicating with family members that you're not with at that moment? So an easy example, of course, is parents at work, children at school. How are you going to communicate with those children? Make and a you can't, plan. You can't go home. You can't necessarily right. go home if there's an evacuation order. What are, the, what are you going to do with pets? All of those types of things that you can think about and plan before the emergency occurs is the key. And that's the primary rationale behind step three, make a plan.
0: And I was saying, as I was saying to both of you earlier, before we started recording the podcast, I was saying, I'm guilty of having been here during Waldo Canyon and Black Forest fires and flooding and different snowstorms and emergencies and sort of coming away with some good lessons and, and executing them and saying, oh, we're gonna do X, Y, Z, but have I revisited them recently? You know, Are we in different places, maybe my household members, and do we need to come up with a new plan? For sure. Have I signed up for peak alerts? No, I'm a terrible person. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> you're not but, a terrible um, person. <laughs> but you're, just, one of, <laughs> you're just an
1: unprepared person. I'm an <laughs> unprepared
0: person. <laughs> Professionally, I've signed up, but I was saying to him, I haven't uh, pr- on my personal right. phone, and it's important to have it where you need to get it you know, immediately. And and I think there's a lot of people out there who know all these things but haven't taken those actions to sign up. And, and of course, know your zone is new, so that's something that we can all do together.
1: That's new, but make a plan is a, a critical part of that for knowing your zone as well as signing up for alerts. And we should mention that with peak alerts, you're not limited to one telephone number. Okay. So you can put in multiple telephone numbers for family members, your work number, your personal number, there's um, email, there's a variety of ways that peak alerts will alert you.
0: That whatever's convenient for you. That's correct. And then what about know your zone? Can you I mean, you can be aware of more than one zone because what if I have a relative that oh. lives in one zone and I live in another? And so it's good to have all that Absolutely. information.
2: So the, the whole city is mapped out and anybody that lives within the city of Colorado Springs, you can punch in those addresses, learn what zone number that they have for their neighborhood and um, just keep track of those. Uh, through peak alerts, you can also sign up for multiple addresses so you can do your work address and your home address.
0: Oh, so smart. Right which is what I should have already done, but haven't done. So I'm just admitting well, to people.
1: You'll do that after this podcast. I will do it that's after sweet. this podcast. <laughs> Very good. And
0: I hope a lot of other people will do that as well. So that's really the message. I do want to mention the website, coloradosprings.gov slash ready is really a place where people can go to get more information on any of these steps and then also just kind of make sure they're following through with each of them. You know, how do where do you go to sign up? What are some ideas, if you're not sure, how do I make a plan? What type of things, like you mentioned pets, and some people may forget that, or medication or documents. And, so it has some good checklists on there that kind of takes you through.
1: Right, and that's what I was going to say, Jen, is there's a variety of sources within our community to find those checklists. So they can be found at Pikes Peak Regional Office of Emergency Management at their website. And the Colorado Springs, well, we'll say... I was going to say Colorado Springs Fire Department's website, but it's City of Colorado Springs forward slash fire, and then um, go to wildfire, and you'll find a link to...
0: Yeah, wildfireready.org is another
1: good that's one. That's another yes. great website that will identify what those steps are to take when you're planning the list that you want to create. So you can check those boxes and make sure you've accomplished everything for your plan.
0: Right, and I want to be clear that, you know, we talk about wildfire so much as the ultimate emergency, I think, here, but there are so many others, right, when you do need to evacuate. Yeah, so
2: when we when we were implementing this tool and creating our zones, we tried to be really thoughtful about an all-hazards approach. So it's wildfire, it's flooding, it's an active shooter where we could send out an alert for a zone to say, shelter in place. Um, so we really tried to just look at it from various uh, different types of emergencies we could face, like a chemical spill or something of that nature. And we can use this tool in a variety of ways. And it's always going to go through peak alerts. That's the best thing about signing up for that is everything is going to get funneled through there um, to, to notify you what's happening in your zone. That's such a simple step that goes so so far. Yes.
0: So, um It's wonderful to have you both here together and have your departments working together. Talk about the importance of that when it comes to a program like this. Why is it important for everyone? It seems obvious to be on the same page. And then can you talk about how, you know, that doesn't happen in every community. We're really lucky. We've got some good collaboration here.
2: We are really lucky. And I think that's what I meant when I said my favorite thing about being here is the people. Over my 25-year career, anytime there's been a problem that we've been working on, it's collaborative. I can call... Steve over at the fire department, I've known him for a couple decades now. Um, city, city streets, utilities, our GIS department, you know, the city communications center, it doesn't matter, we all work together. And that's not common in a lot of bureaucratic organizations. There's, we know fire departments and police departments that can't even sit next to each other. And so huh. this, is, this is such a collaborative environment that we have here in our community, and we're all working together for the benefit of public safety.
0: I was just going to say, we're also not saying this, so we're like, oh, we're so great. We're patting ourselves on the back or listen to us talk about how much we love the people we work with. It's about serving the community.
2: It is, and I think that's what everybody unifies around. And so We all benefit, we right. Mike's Peak Regional Office of Emergency Management, it's a regional asset. Uh, the 911 authority, another regional asset. Okay. And, and so I think that really is the benefit for living in this area.
1: And I would add again and reiterate what Commander Strassner said about knowing each other and working with each other. When emergencies happen in our community, generally the leadership from the police department and fire department, we're not meeting for the first time. We've been working together very purposely for years to ensure that we know one another, we're on a first name basis, and we don't have to you know, worry about introducing ourselves
0: in the midst Over of the chaos. Over the hood
1: of a vehicle right. in the midst of a disaster or a, a large-scale emergency. We've already done that preparedness, that planning ahead of time. That was a, a hint, Jen, to make <laughs> a plan. Uh,
0: the pressure uh, I'm feeling.
1: As, as um, public, your public safety agencies have done that. And uh, and I would use the same words that Commander Strassner did. It's very collaborative. Um, we know each other and we like each other. And that's a neat thing, which, is Commander Strassner said, isn't necessarily true in all the jurisdictions that we get to work with around the state and around the country. Right. And so who we're does it benefit? very proud of that.
0: All the residents when we're in the middle of something Absolutely. happening. So um, do you, do either of you have any experiences you can share in terms of memorable emergency responses that you've been part of, uh, whether it's personally, I know you said commander that you were on pre-evac for black forest fire or whether it's professional, what stands out and what are some lessons you've learned and, um,
2: I think for me, um, I had a little bit of pre-planning on on the front end of the Waldo fire. And then, of course, when that blew up the way it did, it was pretty chaotic trying to evacuate everybody out. As a community, we all learned from that event. And Black Forest was very, very different. Mm -hmm. Um, I was leading a team of officers that was responsible for evacuating parts of Flying Horse. And as we went through there, once the evacuation order was given, they had been on pre-evac. And many people took advantage of that pre-evacuation notice, uh, that pre-evacuation warning. And so as our team was going through knocking on the doors, a lot of people were already gone. And the ones that were still home, they were like, we were just waiting for you to give us the go. We're leaving right now. And it was a different level of preparedness because of the memory of Waldo from Even one year before. later. Wow. Right. And so what we're hoping out of all of this is that level of preparedness and that memory comes back. So that in the event something bad happens, we can knock on the doors and people are just, they're leaving or they've already taken advantage of the pre-evacuation notice. That's what's going to save lives. That's what's going to save time on evacuation is following those notices ahead of time and being ready when it comes in.
0: And whether you're in a life or death situation, which you can find yourself in, or just a situation that feels chaotic and, and panicked, it's that Then you have that peace of mind. You know, you've done the prep work, you've done all that you can. You've
2: exercised it in your mind already, and it makes the execution that much easier.
1: Yes. Yeah, I would agree with Commander Strassner that from an evacuation standpoint, those of us is, that live in the community as first responders, we are put on evacuation order or pre evacuation warning just like everybody else. So, having that plan is critically important and we have to execute it for ourselves personally and our families prior to those, or you know, before those emergencies happen, so that we can know that our families are taken care of and then be able to respond um, to those incidents because we don't know when we're going to get home. Right. Um, and so, that's an important part of, um, I think a lot of major emergencies that have happened in our community that um, I've had the um, opportunity to be a part of from a work and response standpoint over the years is just making sure that uh, my family has been ready to go and prepared so that I can focus then on my work responsibilities.
0: Right. Because otherwise you wouldn't be able to do that. You'd be worried. Oh, we didn't get ready. We don't have a plan. So does anything stick out for you specifically?
1: Um, From a Incidents that I've responded to for years. I'll tell you the probably the the two most intense were the Waldo Canyon Fire, and I'll tell you why in a moment. But also the uh, fire that we had at the power plant downtown, yes. a few in uh, 2014, 15. I think you're right. Um, that was a very serious situation for the the power plant and our firefighters and the community. Um, And I'll never forget, I was talking to our our incident commander, I was supporting our incident commander, and I looked at him and said, this is a day that um, all of our firefighters might not come home.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so scary. And you were the- That that was pretty intense.
1: You were in charge of them? Yeah, we were, yep. And so, you know, we know as people that are leadership that um, in the command role that are Put, putting our people in harm's way, thats that can be pretty stressful and pretty intense. Um, and the thing about Waldo that was very interesting, and at least for the fire department, I'm not sure about the police department, but we have the opportunity in the fire department to respond or to deploy our firefighters to wildfires all across the western US. Um, So I've been to wildfires throughout Colorado, um, down in Arizona, but it was different when it was in our city. It Felt completely different. I think when I was in Arizona, for example, you could kind of mentally detach from the destruction that was occurring to people's homes. Couldn't mentally detach here because it was, it was very personal. It was our community that was going through that emergency. And so that was that's probably what I remember most about that feeling of just personal responsibility for a wildfire in our community. And it, it just felt different when I was in other parts it's of the state. So emotional. Or, yeah.
0: Right, right. That's amazing. And by the way, all those firefighters did go home, yep. right? Yeah. Just wanted to make sure no, everyone knew did. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important thing. But that, w- how scary and how much less scary if we're all more prepared. So that's really the message with this one, two, three plan. So thanks for sharing your expertise in your memories. And I want to reiterate to people, coloradosprings.gov slash ready. So you're going to go there for more information on the three steps. One, sign up for alerts. Two, know your zone. Three, make a plan. So simple, so critical. So please do it today if you
2: can. Anything else? No, thank you very much. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having us, Jen, and for getting this very important community preparedness message out. It is a partnership with our citizens and the visitors to Colorado Springs, and we want all of them to be as prepared and safe as possible. And the police department, the fire department, and Pikes Peak Regional OEM, along with all the other city departments that help support us, will do the best that we can to make sure that Our community is as safe as it can be.
0: Some solid teamwork. Yes. Okay. Some reassurance for everybody. Thanks so much for both of you um, for being here. And then to all those listening to this episode of Behind the Springs, we'll see you next time.